you're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. You're listening to In The Know by INSEAD. My name is Luke Thomas, and I'll be your host in episode six, where we discuss careers in social impact and sustainability with two leading women in the sector. Some of the insights in this episode include what our future leaders and businesses need to do to become a force for good, and how you can go about getting involved in such a rewarding industry. When they come to me, the first advice I often give is start from where you are. There is a tendency to think that it's by completely shifting career that you can have the most impact. And I would argue that um, it might be the case sometimes, in particular if you've hit a roadblock in your current career organization. But otherwise, because of the knowledge and the know-how that one accumulates through their career, the most impact can be found from where they are at. That was Executive Director of the Hoffman Global Institute for Business and Society at INSEAD, Katel Legolvin. Katel also described how the Hoffman Institute is delivering positive outcomes for business, communities and our planet. We were also joined by Executive MBA participant Nozomi Witherspoon. Nozomi has over 15 years experience in international development and social impact and described the type of personality suited to work in the sector. Those, so those who are, have the close passion in this area and or wants to work on a, one of the most difficult challenges on the global, um, I think international developments and social impact awareness is actually very exciting and worth spending time and maybe spending, you know, lifetime. lifetime. Yeah, exactly. So let's get in the know with Katel Legolvin and Nozomi Witherspoon. We've got Nozomi and Katel joining us today. Uh, thank you for joining us on this lovely day in Fontainebleau. And uh, I, I suppose let's get started by just getting to know the both of you uh, and, and sort of where you're from, how you got here, and uh, maybe some uh, a bit about your careers since we're talking about careers and leadership. So let's start with Nozomi. Thank you so much for having me here. So my name is Nozomi Witherspoon. I'm a current Gimba student um, of class of 19, Asia. Um, I'm Japanese. I'm based in Singapore now. I'm actually um, I'm Japanese, but grew up in Africa and Iraq. So I spent three years in living in Baghdad and eight years living in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, as my childhood. So from that experience, as living in the the expats family living in the Tanzania. Uh, it, it's been since since my childhood. I've been having this all these questions like where is this difference coming from, and that led me sort of like who I am today. So it was my actually my childhood's dream was to work at the UN. So it, my career has always been focused on that. And to make the story a little bit fast forward, um, I graduated from the university in Japan, but I was pretty set that that is going to be my career. My, like, my dream is to work to deal with the international developments and social impact issues. So um, I did my master's in Boston for the um, master's in sustainable international development. And then I worked at um, the World Bank for eight years as um, a specialized in microfinance. So um, I worked on a financial sector project in Africa for 
eight years. And then I moved to the nonprofit uh, where I currently work. It's called water.org. Mm-hmm. It's a US-based nonprofit. This has been my fifth year. And with my husband, we moved to Singapore. And I just realized myself that maybe this is the time. Like my son is finally six years old and I have a little bit more of my own space and time. And doing that executive MBA has always been back of my mind. So when I saw the INSEAD, this is the time. So I started and here I am today. Mm, very nice. And as I said, we'll, we'll cover some of your uh, your sort of career and where you are today a bit later in the program, of course. Um, but let's hear from Katel and uh, yeah, a bit about yourself and, uh, and, and why you're here today. Thank you for having me. So my name is uh, Katel Goulven. And uh, I am French originally from Brittany, as my name might indicate to uh, (laughs) to some people. Um, I have spent my whole career working on development issues, international governance issues for uh, as a researcher for NGOs, for governments and for international organizations. So my whole career has been focused in that field. And I joined uh, INSEAD a year ago to create uh, this uh, this new institute, uh, the Hoffman Global Institute uh, for Business and Society. My profession has uh, has evolved in a, in a way that where I could test what my personal impact could be in different countries, in different organizations. And what led me to INSEAD is, uh, I think, having uh, maxed out my impact with public institutions and looking at the growing role of the private sector in that field, and coming to uh, to the top business school to try and and uh, maybe contribute to influencing through a education, um, uh, hopefully the, the, the development and the, the, uh, a real a pipeline of, of leaders who are driven by purpose um, while they are making profit for a company and for their employees and for their, their societies. So um, I guess this is me in a nutshell. I've worked in different, uh, in different fields. Um, my, uh, by, by training, I'm an engineer in agronomy, uh, specialized in tropical agronomy. Mm. Um, I did my PhD in uh, agricultural economics uh, with a focus on developing countries because agriculture, um, part of it is about how water is being managed is you mm. know, key as, uh, uh, in terms of entrepreneurship and livelihood in many developing countries. Uh, and I did start my career as a um, researcher and as a teacher, but that was not really for me. Okay. So uh, a little bit too, in particular, the research part was probably a little bit too um, painful and lonely for, okay. my, sure. for my kind. You needed some more social interaction or and, something maybe? Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. Sure. Something also more applied sure. in a way. So most of the jobs I've done, however, I use that the skills coming from my background because most of the job I've had were trying to, at the interface between research and decision-making, distilling research for uh, decision-makers. And I've worked on, you know, climate change, sustainable development, uh, microfinance, Mm -hmm. as well, the role of uh, uh, data and the data revolution for development, um, equity, strategic foresight. I mean, I've I've worked on a number, number of fields. Yep. And I guess you you draw upon all those skills and expertise uh, in in the role you're doing now. So, yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, great. Mm-hmm. And we'll dig more into that journey yes. and 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 about the institute uh, in, in a sh- short time. But uh, I guess. 
force for good is a word that comes up quite often um, mm-hmm. that uh, INSEAD is pushing and promoting. And again, we'll we'll discuss uh, a bit further down the track. But uh, a quick question, I guess, what does what does force for good mean to the both of you? So in general, um, for me, uh, and irrespective of business as well, is uh, a concerted effort that, with, that will contribute to societal progress. And as of today, societal progress is encapsulated in a global action plan, which is the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, that defines clear objective for um, all of us in the world towards 2030, uh, and that defined um, really at even at a very specific and target level, um, so that it can apply to any kind of organization, public, private, any kind of country, and any kind of industry, what a better world could look like. So that's how the good part is defined. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I share the very similar view as well. For me, the force for good, when I first was considering to apply for the INSEADs, the first question that I asked that, the, um, was it an admission person? The, more that the, the person who were helping to, you know... To the process of the applying process of and application. Sure, exactly. Yeah, okay. uh, my first question is, this is a business school. Um, do you offer any course or do you have any interest in a social impact? Because my husband went through the full-time MBA and it was very much driven for the corporate and consultants and investment banking and sure. nothing wrong with them, but yeah. that is not just my passion of and course. that's where I wanted to head my career to. Mm. So having that um, you know, awareness or the interest in this area was a key decision factor for me to choose the school that I wanted to go to. So then I asked this person, and do you have this in INSEAD? What is INSEAD's view on social impact? And uh, she mentions this force for good. Oh, actually, we are very much into it, and that our new slogan is called the force for good, and that is very much principle of where the school is now thinking to, get, to go forward. And that gave me a lot of excitement and relief. And great, that's absolutely a good news. So for me, um, also the force for good, which also relates to my own career interest as well, that as being, like I mentioned earlier, working at the World Bank and nonprofits, which is seeing from the international development from the different angle. One is more on the public sector big project, working with government kind of approach to more non-profits on the ground, smaller scale, but more deliberate um, impact on the ground. What I was also struggling, though, is a role of the business, a role of the corporations, a role of the big, large corporations, MNCs, to even the social businesses, like a smaller scales, but more on that side is where I thought that there should be having a bigger role to play. And personally, for me, like I wanted to learn how to merge those two together. So for Force for Good as the concept and also personally for me, uh, it was a lure for me to a decision-making point to uh, come to INSEAD. And I think so far it's been a really um, amazing journey with the Force for Good. I wanted to mention that three, four days ago, there was a speech by our dean, um, Ilan Milov. Um, that was also very, very inspirational. And I really liked that the vision of the Force for Good to integrate this concept of the social impact into more business world and how to merge the two, combine the two, look at it from the multi different angles. So yeah, I'm very happy with the Force for Good theme. <laughs> 
they're all here together doing different uh, electives and and I guess it's it's tailored to your experience and and what you're looking towards and Nozomi you were telling me yesterday there was a a, a course or a class uh, should I say that, that you really took your fancy and uh, and you really enjoyed that so did you want to discuss that uh, that and uh, your experiences were there absolutely so as people may know, but the Gemba program is designed with the 17 months. And the first one year is a core module. Well, we are basically like you basically don't have an option of the subject which to choose. And you learn more like a basic skills as a general management leaders in business. Elective is the first course where you can really choose like what you can, what you want to take. And um, the two courses that I'm taking out of the four of this last two weeks is uh, one is the impact and strategy offered by the professor Jasit Singh. And the second one is a social enterprise offered by professor Felipe Santos. Both two of these courses are really mind-blowingly fun for me, especially because for the one year, I will use the word survive, but I survived through the corporate, out of my comfort zone, which is also great, which is what mm. I was looking for. Yeah, but of course. the corporate financing to the statistics to all these other subjects. and But these two uh, courses that I just mentioned are spot on with my interest and so some of the stuff that I was refining my own knowledge but many of the stuff is also learning from looking at the same development issues but again more from the business angle which makes a different ways of coming up with the solutions to the ground issues so it's very eye-opening um, to be honest I haven't really processed all of that new learnings and information enough there's a lots of um, the group exercise, we have to come up with a new business ideas for the social ventures and very exciting, very engaging. Um, I just wish the course were offered even longer <laughs> than just electives yeah, because of these are very complex issues and very important topics. It takes a lot of energy to think, learn, critically look at things, um, understand and also, the level of the discussions we have in the class is also very rich. Uh, people coming from different backgrounds. I think nonprofits is, I would say, minority, like myself. Um, but, um, you know, people from the different countries, regions, perspectives, level of engagement in these issues of development. So uh, one topic of the conversation can go easily over 30 minutes, but because of the time interest, we had to cut short. So... Yeah, um, I also met the very, um, I hope the, the people that I want to stay in touch with for, for the long period of time, sure. first time meeting with people with the similar interest from different campuses. So I think that network, um, I want to really cherish it. And, you know, we want to stay in touch with each other, good uh, friendship. Professional and personal friendship. Yeah, for sure, and that's a topic that comes up often with uh, with all the programs. You know that network, the alumni network that's out there, and obviously the the, the cohort you go through. Uh, you've got all these amazing uh, experiences and skills and and cultures and backgrounds, and uh, yeah, you can learn so much just from the people around you. Uh, but as you said, the, the the class and the programs as well. So. Um, 
uh, you just touched on earlier that uh, you, you know you've got a, a young six-year-old. You're, you're moving around. You're, you're now in Singapore, and the executive programs. I mean, they're modular, so you're, you're going to work uh, between when you're coming on campus, and, and yes. that's normally two-week periods. Um, how, do, how do you find that? How, how do you find? How do you fit it all in? I guess is is a question that people often have. How it's, do you fit work and study in it's together? Definitely not easy but I mean we all survived through and I think the key there are the three key factors um, I think one key factor is really the family support I cannot thank my husband uh, and my helper for looking after my son uh, without them I couldn't have done it for sure but the second is also the cohort uh, we are all on the same boat all of us are juggling through being mother being father having a baby career and your own time management and your own hobbies and taking care of the parents and all of these things. So um, it was really scary at first. I remember last year around now when I got the notice that I'm accepted. Oh, wow, how am I going to manage all of this? My plate is already full. How am I going to add this and learn and uh, make um, yeah the, get the best out of the INSEAD program while managing everything, not dropping any balls? But somehow we can do it. And I think it was really helpful to have all this cohort um, sharing the similar experience. We all, everybody have, I think, their different system. For me, it was 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. That's four hours of the day has been my INSEAD study time. And one unexpected factor was I thought that we are coming into the class and then when we go back to the full-time job, I thought we can have back to our real, regular life again with a full-time job and being a mother. Mm -hmm. But there were actually more course assignments in between the modules. And it wasn't a break from the school. It was actually keep on running marathon since last August. So that was a little bit unexpected. Unexpected, sure. Uh, but it also gives a lot of sense of satisfaction. So sure. I think we had a, I happened to also be the class rep of the Asia region. So um, I was also organizing several the social gatherings and parties end of the module. And sure. it just felt amazing after the last core module was over. Mm -hmm. And um, the sense of, accomplished feeling uh, it was very satisfactory i suppose it's a, a good stage to to introduce more about uh, your involvement here uh Ketel, at uh at INSEAD and i suppose the hoffman uh global institute um so i, I suppose the, the first question what is the hoffman global institute for business and society so we just talked about um what force for good was about if this is applied as um, for businesses, what we are, the vision that we are promoting is a vision where businesses intentionally integrate societal progress in their value chain creation. So this is the vision that, as uh, Nozumi was, uh, was mentioning, our dean has been promoting, and this is also the, the vision that drives this institute. The mission then of that institute uh, to contribute to reaching that vision is to 
work and integrate these values throughout everything that INSEAD does. To position INSEAD in you know, five years, four or five years from now, as really the lead uh, organization and as leading the way in transforming business education so that it forges leaders that integrate these, uh, these values and that type of progress in the organization that they, that they lead or they manage. And um, for us to do that here at the Institute, uh, we have a strategy that covers uh, four main uh, pillars of, uh, of activities. The first one is related to supporting more research in that field. Um, as the two of us can testify, there is a lot of um, work that is being done um, outside of academia on sustainability and on impact that is very often um, also motivated by advocacy, and that's very important. But we also need to make sure that whatever it is we advocate for is evidence-based. And the role of research is fundamental in that field because right now we don't have enough evidence about what do businesses that have integrated sustainability or social impact in their core business model mm. what do that look like yep. how do what they work did they get? Yep. what does that mean in terms of how we're going to teach management we're going to sure. teach accounting we're going to teach finance mm. so one of the objective of the institute is to support financially uh, research uh, that will is providing that evidence mm. and INSEAD is not starting from scratch uh, for decades now it's it's uh, and this is why this institute is being created here as well it's already been um, providing the world with a lot of research in a number of areas from you know humanitarian logistics from gender inequality uh, uh, healthcare system strengthening etc so that's the first pillar and let's remember that also the, the faculty members uh, whom we have producing that uh, uh, um, research at the level of academic excellence expectation, which is one of the highest in the world, are the teachers providing the courses for everybody who comes on campus from MBA to GEMBA to executive education. So this, uh, this part is important. Uh, the second pillar of our strategy has to do with the learning bit. How do we make sure we integrate these notions in courses? As Nozomi was saying, we have a number of electives. For instance, for the MBA program, we have 18 out of the 80 plus electives that student can choose on these topics, you know, from impact investment to uh, impact strategy, uh, etc. We also have in the core course of the MBA uh, program, some specific courses dedicated to uh, this. And the Institute is supporting more of the traditional core courses to at least trigger the conversation around what impact means. Mm -hmm. We still need the same toolbox. Okay, we still need people who know how to do a PNL, how to design a strategy, but we make sure we need to make sure that students and participants on the INSEAD campus know how to use that toolbox in a context where they consider impact. So that's what the that's what the institute is trying to promote, promote that experiential learning. For instance, very concretely, as part of the strategy course in the MBA um, uh, core course, the final day, which is called the Master Strategies Day, uh, is the day where the 500 uh, student cohort on two campuses are being evaluated. They're being asked to design strategy for uh, on the life case. It's an organization that comes to campus, present the problems, and students have 
one day by a group of five to design strategy solutions. For the past two cohorts, and this is something that the incident has supported, the life case has been an impact case. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. Same course, same test, same professor, different application so that there is that experiential learning. Yep. And creating that thought process exactly. and, and, and people to think about social uh, as a as a career path and and to make a difference and hopefully uh, impact. Yes. So as uh, as Aldine was mentioning the other day to to the Gemba cohorts, what we're talking about here is about raising awareness on the importance of considering such outcomes and also changing mindsets. That's very important huh? of students and participants as well as staff and faculty i would i would i would mention so that's it's a mindset that considers that purpose and profit are two not two different things yes. they can come together and when they come together it uh, it also makes uh, um, uh, business uh, more sustainable the third pillar of the strategy of the institute has to do with engagement so how do we bring that knowledge and that know-how outside of the campus in the real world where are these conversations are happening in the UN or in Davos or in these contexts and bring that knowledge of what's the contribution contribution of business towards that agenda looks like and the final pillar of our strategy is called walk the talk yes it's really very much about INSEAD itself and the extent to which we also believe that the organization should display this value in the way uh, it engages its staff and the way it um, um, deals with its carbon footprint and in the way it engages with the local communities where we have our campuses. Yeah. And can I add? Of course you can, I yes. I love all of the concepts of the Hoffman Institute and specifically what I learned in the course and I've been thinking over 15 years of work and especially more and more the last two weeks that's been getting more refined thoughts to me is the social impact, I think it's not one on its own category at all. It's not a, sometimes even if I introduce myself, so Nozomi, what do you do? Oh, I'm in the social impact space. Mm -hmm. That's as if it's like one category of the things. But I think going forward, it definitely makes more sense that social impact is not standalone. Nonprofit, corporate is not the two separate things. It's the, the issues that we want to solve that can be done from the multiple angles. It can be, and it should be more merged. So for for me personally, like I wanted, I came to INSEAD to learn more of like a business mindset or business ways of running in the nonprofits or public sector, or other way around right. to bring more like you know the global awareness or the limited resource of the world and all of these global issues in the mindsets of the business. So I think it makes um, it's something that I've been thinking, but now that hearing all this great institutes and the professors and the deans speaking it just made me feel so much more um how do you say realization or affirmed mm -hmm. feeling so sure. it's been i think amazing. the key word here is integration yes. right yes. and and this is why um uh, it's important to make sure that this institute doesn't remain you know a silo where people come here if they want to hear about that they are sent to an institute the the idea of integration is fundamental and because this is only um, through integration that we can um, achieve a level of the level of impact we need 
to, for instance, reach the sustainable development goals by 2030. And what you'll see in the business world is a trend whereby these issues used to be relegated to a CSR person or CSR team in the communication department. And increasingly, you're seeing business integrating these uh, values in core business. Well, this is the same here at INSEAD, and we need to be ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. And this is why this integrated approach is fundamental. It should not be the business of some Besides only, project, but it should be the absolutely. business of all. And it's very important in everything that we do that we do never create an us versus them situation um, inside, the, inside the school and outside, which is why also for me personally, from my background, I was excited to come here because I knew nothing about business education. And these are the kind of bridges we need to all make so that people do not work uh, uh, in parallel uh, towards the same objectives, I believe. Sure. Can't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I suppose both of you, as you've, you've alluded to earlier, you've come, most of your careers have been dedicated towards these type of topics and these type of activities. But for those listeners out there that are thinking, yeah, this is something, you know, I'm hearing more about, I'm seeing more about from the research and stuff being done and obviously news that's getting out there. Um, how do people get started in getting involved in a, a career that benefits others or the, the community or the world? I think, uh, th so there are different ways of being involved. And um, one part of that is to find what resonates with oneself. I mean, that's maybe a little bit deep and personal, but for me personally, I, I always wanted to contribute to, to uh, development uh, internationally. And I really thought first that research uh, on agricultural system was the way to go. And then I evolved to looking at maybe working at the UN uh, could also be a contribution. So there, there are different ways. What I think is very important, in particular for the type of population um, that comes on INSEAD campus, because typically that population are people who would have worked before. When they come to me, the first advice I often give is start from where you are. There is a tendency to think that it's by completely shifting career that you can have the most impact. And I would argue that um, it might be the case sometimes, in particular if you've hit a roadblock in your cur current career or organization. But otherwise, because of the knowledge and the know-how that one accumulates through their career, the most impact can be found from where they are at. So the first step is to become aware of the contribution of a particular in their particular industrial function to say the sustainable development goals and that there are guides on this it's been mapped out you can find that on the UN website for instance start by informing them oneself about the contribution of that function that industry to the SDGs and then try to see from that position in that company what kind of dynamic they can create the role of intrapreneurship which is a conversation we brought the institute brought in the Gemba uh, uh, elective uh, last week is fundamental and given the type of organization that our students and participants are joining the ripple effect of a small change in this organization could have much more impact than, say, moving to an NGO or to the UN. Mm, okay, nice. And Nizama, yeah. from your experiences? I mean, for me personally, I had 
there's a two main reasons why I'm in this industry. And one is a little bit more personal. And as Katel mentioned, uh, it has to be something very close to your heart. And mm-hmm. as mentioned for me, and I did have a really unique background in terms of my grown up living in Tanzania. And that has stayed with me for all this time. Um, not that everybody will have that source of childhood, but, um, but so for me, it's just, it's, that's very personal, so that's one. But the second reason, and I've met so many of my friends in my network of the social impacts and development sector, is I also think it's very intellectually challenging. It's It may not be politically correct to say that way, but I think that these development issues are actually very complex. Mm. Um, for example, the work I do is water.org, providing access to water and sanitation to the poor people. Mm. Okay, sounds very simple. Why don't you go to the village and dig the well? But it's not that simple. Uh, you need to think of the sustainability. You need to think of who will benefit, how to maintain the model. And why do they, do they have the water? Is it the government's job? Who owns the water sources? Who pays for the water utility bills? If they don't have the money to pay the water utility bill, then where do they get the money to pay the water utility bill? Maybe there is no employment in the village. Why don't they have the employment? So everything is all very connected. And the education issues, the health issue, to the employment issues, to the business. So, the issue of the international development, I mean, any business is, of course, exciting and interesting, but I particularly think that aside from my personal passion and core, um, the beliefs in this, and it's this intellectual complex part actually also quite fascinates me. And even the core modules that we were taking in the Gemba course, like marketing, finance, uh, strategy, actually all of them is very much needed mm, to solve these issues. Yeah. And so I think those so those who are have the close passion in this area and or wants to work on a, one of the most difficult challenge on the global, um, I think international developments and social impact awareness is actually very exciting mm-hmm. and worth spending time and maybe spending a know, lifetime. Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And where you can start, I think it depends on where the person starts, uh, where they sit. And very often the phrase of like think globally, act locally, definitely there. But I think that we are so fortunate that informations are everywhere. If you want to reach out, there are so many bloggers and websites and conferences. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and it's the issues, if you just look at the angle from the different, sometimes like when I was in U.S., or in Japan, like some of those far away country issues seem to be very far away because you don't have any friends or relatives living in there. But if you actually think about it a little bit more from the global perspective, it's clearly it's all very connected. And um, you, if you want to start, it's very easy. Um, you don't need to have like a special degree or path or to get to this yeah, um, it's, it's all integrated it's that motivation and and willingness to at least start the the thought process and get involved absolutely we'll move into quickfire questions uh, a nice little segment and uh, we'll do a couple of questions so i suppose the first one is uh, what advice would you give your 20 year old self and can you sort of try and place what you were doing or what you were up to or where you were when you were hanging around her 20 years old. <laughs> uh, maybe I will start. Uh, it's closer. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely be bold, be brave, 
And there's one Japanese saying that I think it's really fits to this. Uh, it's called Ichigo Ichie. It's a little um, the tea ceremony language, almost like a Zen um, areas of the language. But basically what does it mean is uh, cherish each networks and people you meet as if you're not going to see them again. Um, because in my life, I, I really had, since I was 20, um, there are so many great mentors and friends and um, even professors, even the even the colleagues, which we didn't get along well, and I didn't think that we would ever be contacted again. But um, you never know. Um, you never know how you can, how the people can help you, and how I can help others as well. So, and so each every single uh, people you met, just treat them with care and love. And I think for me that Ichigo Ichie has been. Um, I'm very thankful for all of the people that I've met and I will continue to be that way so that when I'm 40, 50, um, I will think also for that word. Fantastic. What a lovely message. And Ketel, what, what we so use? I had, I, I had put down three things and my first one is actually it's all about the people. Interesting. I, I think I, I had to discover this and I, which is also a great journey. But I think in the end, whatever will matter will be about the people. Um, the more impact you will have and mm -hmm. the more learning you will do will be about the people. The second one, which I also uh, felt I learned um, rather recently, is um, channel your frustrations in a way that will change something. Uh, that also, yeah, I had to learn and I wish someone would have explained how to do this. And the final one uh, would be choose your boss uh, to design the job you want. Uh, don't choose the job based on an ad. Choose sure. the boss. So, mm. Interesting ah, advice. Very nice. Very good insight, I think, for our listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm tell, taking notes. You can tell. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's emotional and it's definitely has oh, been, been lived. Okay. Yeah, some prior knowledge there. So, okay, well, I think we've got time for one more question. So do you have any regular sources? I mean, you, you've touched on Nozomi before that, uh, you know, there's a lot of content out there that people can read. And obviously we've talked about the research that goes on here at INSEAD. That, uh, there's a lot of content out there. Do you have any uh, sort of sources that you uh, go to personally, uh, whether it be books or, you know, news sites or podcasts or whatever it may be. Um, I suppose I could, I could sort of start off there because, mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've read some really nice, uh, material in the last 12 months and there's a, there's a book called thirst and it's relevant to today's time. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's, it's a similar type of organization based with water, charity water, they're called, based uh -huh. in America. And gee, it's, a, it's an amazing book. A guy that's uh, the owner of, uh, of, of uh, Charity Water, he's come from a, a background where he was partying all such and, uh, and he's gone from a journey where he was struggling with life and, and coming to terms with what to do next and, he, and he, he's turned himself around and really made a difference. And an amazing story. So I'd recommend anyone to, to read that book first. It's, it's a brilliant book. It's I think probably one of the best books I've ever read. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was another. There's another book. Uh, I think it's called Drawdown.org. It, it it comes up with issues that people can tackle themselves personally. They're two I'll throw in quickly. But uh, yeah, uh, any sources of information that you regularly tackle could tell that uh, sort of gives you up or keeps you up to date. So if I if I were to give like one read, I probably pick the the Stanford Social Innovation Review. I think that's the, um, 
that's the one to maybe get a subscription to. <laughs> I, I know it's a different school. It yeah. comes from a different school, so I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. No, but I but think I would suggest this. And then I was thinking of um, two book uh, recommendations that I think should be read uh, in parallel or one after the other. Either way, uh, one wants to. The first one is Factfulness from Hans Rosling. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Which is about making sure that we base our decisions on facts and on evidence and not on emotions, yeah. not on care, not on assumptions, yeah. yep. not on the media, etc. Yep. And it's focusing on the topics we're talking about. Mm. To be read, and it has a very, uh, hence, it has an optimistic um, point of view. Uh, I think at least that's the effect that it did on me. And to be read in parallel with uh, The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells, which is more on the scary um, side of pulling evidence around climate change and, oh. and uh, showing us the emergency of, uh, um, um, of the situation and, and, and the fact that we need to take action. But I think taking the two together is helpful in terms of not just being dumb by, um, by fear, but also uh, feeling empowered as individual uh, agent of change. Yeah, mm, great. Nozomi, what sort of content do you regularly consume or well, a source? Frankly speaking, I think I should do more of the getting up to date with the latest industry. Like when you're working full time, like we mentioned earlier, working full time and the game program, and, the program <laughs> and being a mom, and a mother, yes, just, of course. You know, cleaning my own emails usually gets enough of my day to survive. But sure. I really, that's why it's good to get. I should get more inspired and getting more outside information. Mm -hmm. So, very honestly speaking, I think my regular go to is actually LinkedIn. And right, okay. LinkedIn, because you can source a lot of um, the organizations or the companies that sure. I actually do care. And mm. I deliberately put a tags of the issues that not directly within my areas of interest, but it's also good to keep in touch. And yeah, of course, I as you mentioned LinkedIn, before. Yeah. Yes, and I check LinkedIn on a regular basis, so it just comes in as a feed. Um, that's one. And for me also, um, if the time allows, um, I definitely also learn a lot, similar to Katel, as you mentioned, I care the people. So that uh, often, at least like once a month, if I can have the coffee chat with the different people, mm -hmm. um, my former colleagues from the World Bank, uh, even the current with water.org, somebody who has already moved the organizations, just either Skype of 30 minutes, catching mm -hmm. up on a personal basis, but also what are you working on these days? Because... Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we were young, 20-something. But now all of us are getting to the point where we exposed and sometimes even leading some of the industry's knowledge. So I learn also a lot from them. And I think my contacts are also my very important life sources of mm. industry issues. Right. That's a nice message there too, because I, I like it. You don't necessarily have to, to uh, read a book or go on a podcast or, or any of these type of things that are out there. The people around us can provide a lot of source of information and, and skills and expertise that we can learn from. So really nice section there. I think we're out of time. So again, thank you very much for both being here and, and sharing your insights with us. And uh, I wish you all the best in, in your future careers. Thank you very much thank for you. having us. Thanks. Thank you so much. It's Bye. been fun. Thank you. And just a quick update, In The Know is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and its regular location on our content hub, 
www.inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. As ever, if you want to know more about INSEAD's programs, you can always visit the INSEAD website.